Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. One thirty-six in Edmonton. Once again, a special thanks to Glenn Anderson for taking uh, quite a bit of time out of what I imagine is a busy couple of days here with his charity work. His uh, golf day of golf is coming up tomorrow, but uh, always appreciate hearing what the legends have to say. I've got to tell you that some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you. Want to get to a conversation here. Uh, Kirby Doc appearing on Reed Wilkins' show Inside Sports here on 630. Chad, last night, uh, the number three pick by the Chicago Blackhawks. Does he have a shot at cracking the NHL this year? Or does he return to Saskatoon as they make a push for what could be perhaps a WHL title? Let's find out as we dive back into our Oilers Now audio vault presented by Direct Workwear. This has probably been a summer unlike any other you've had before in your life, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's it's been very busy. I mean, it's, it's nonstop. You're going in every direction, and you're being pulled in three different ways. But uh, it's, it's been nice to kind of spend a couple of weeks at home and just hang out with the family and relax uh, before the mayhem starts the season. Well, let's go back to the draft in Vancouver. I was there covering it, and there was a lot of speculation about where you might go. Where you going to go fifth? Where you going to go seventh? Who, you know, all that kind of stuff. Who's going to take you? And then sort of the momentum started to uh, to really roll that, that maybe you were going to go third to Chicago. What was the lead-up to the draft like for you? I mean, there must have been a lot of teams talking to you, and, and maybe you were kind of weren't sure where you were going to get picked. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was like. I mean, you go into that kind of blind and not know what's, what's going to happen. But uh, obviously, you're starting to hear chatter from uh, social media and other sites like that. But uh, I didn't know really until the day of the draft it was going to happen. What were your pre-draft uh, meetings or the interviews like with the Blackhawks? Did you sense there was some interest there? Yeah, obviously, yeah. I met with them quite a few times. In, uh, in Buffalo for the combine but then after that it was kind of radio silence and didn't hear it too much from them but uh, uh, it was good I mean I, you kind of get those gut feelings when you're meeting with those teams but you're never too sure until you hear your name called What are those interviews and some of the things that happen at the combine like Kirby? I've, I've had some players in the past tell me that uh, they, they might have got a bit of an unexpected question or two it's a little more than just hockey was there anything that that stood out for you where you felt like okay they're they're trying to put me on the spot or, or see how i handle a bit of a funny question yeah i think it's just kind of more so focused around you as a person and uh how you are away from the rink and if you're doing all the right things because they, they spend all year trying to figure out who you are as a player and they got a pretty good idea of, of who that is. So for them to kind of have a sit-down meeting with you is, is what they want to, to know about you more as a person than a Kirby Doctor player. So their uh, meetings were, were pretty serious. There wasn't any too, too many questions that caught me off guard, but uh, it was all good. 
I was. I, I think this is a player who wound up getting drafted by the Eskimos. He said he was once asked by one of the teams if he were a donut, what type of donut would he be? You didn't get that one, did you? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't get any questions like that. No. <laughs> That's a tough one. I don't know what I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a, a response to that. But maybe uh, suck it up and say uh, I don't eat donuts. You're not good for me or something like that. But uh, yeah, they're just trying. Kirby Doc, who you are. Kirby Doc joining us on Inside Sports. So now I understand Chicago. This is interesting for you because is not Jonathan Taves uh, one of, if not your your absolute favorite player? Yeah, I mean, kind of growing up and being from Canada, and then, uh, they kind of went on that cup run where they won three cups in an, in a number of years. So to kind of learn from him is going to be awesome for my development and. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to be in Chicago and, and hang out around those guys. And did you get to briefly meet him while you were at development camp? What was that like? Yeah, I got to meet uh, uh, Mr. T- uh, Taser. And it, was, it was pretty surreal. I mean, you kind of grow up idolizing these guys. and To think one day you can be teammates with them is uh, awesome. Okay, so well, let's talk about that that possibility. I know you're trying to relax a little bit now, and the and the busy time is coming. But Blackhawks and obviously the Saskatoon Blades uh, are your team in the WHL, coming off a, a promising season, and more expected from them this year. So, how, how are you weighing the the possibilities about where you might wind up playing when the season starts? Yeah, I think as an athlete, you're just more so focused on trying to get to the next level as quick as you can, but. Uh, it's, it's kind of out of my control in the aspect of, of where I'm going to play, but all I can do is make a, a tough decision on the Blackhawks staff to, to keep me there all year. If we were to talk again next summer, Kirby, regardless of where you play, what's something that you personally would like to say you've improved on in, in the next season? I think just becoming a pro. Uh, going from junior to pro hockey is a big step, and there's a lot of responsibility away from the game, so we kind of learned that and and to, to kind of be mentored by those guys, the older guys in the Blackhawks locker room, and keep in touch with them even if I don't stay there and I head back to junior. So uh, just kind of learn to, to be a pro and how to handle yourself. You got an opportunity to play a couple games for Canada at the World Junior Showcase in Michigan uh, a couple of weeks ago. But what what was that like? I mean, you're now you're getting to be teammates with uh, with other elite Canadian, young elite Canadian players, and going up some of the best players from around the globe too. And I know you did that last year at the uh, Helenka Gretzky Cup as well. But what was the World Junior Showcase like? Yeah, I mean, uh, growing up as a Canadian kid, the World Juniors is, is such a big deal, and anytime you get to represent the Maple Leaf, it's it's a huge honor. So. Uh, anytime I go to those events, I, I just want to try and do whatever I can to be on the team, whether it's playing a fourth line or a first line role. And, uh, obviously, I was fortunate enough to be, be put in a good situation with two good players in Joe Valeno and Alexis Lafreniere, and we found chemistry right away. And, and uh, we obviously had a lot of fun at that tournament, and we were able to produce as well. You know, at your age, where you're at in your career, is is that something you think a lot about, the possibility of of playing in the World Juniors? It's such a high-profile tournament, and it's such an honor for, for young men to get to play in it. Do, do you think about it a lot, or are you trying to just uh, put it in the back of your mind and take it as it comes? Yeah, I think it's, it's always going to be on your mind, and it's obviously a, a goal of mine to be there if, if I'm available and, and they want me to be there. But uh, at the same time, I just kind of focus on having a good camp in, in Chicago and a good rest of the summer and, and see where everything goes from there. Okay, when are you headed to Chicago? 
Uh, I leave the 24th of August to, to head down there and kind of get settled in before uh, we go to the rest of camp and, and then uh, to Traverse City after that for our rookie kind of showcase games. That is Kirby Dock in conversation with 6.30 Chad's Reed Wilkins on Inside Sports last night. Uh, this kid born in St. Albert, played in Fort Saskatchewan. Saskatoon Blades player, he had uh, 73 points in 62 games last year. So if he ends up back with that team, I would expect for them to be a serious contender for the Eastern title in the WHL without a doubt. We're going to press pause here once again on Oilers Now. We'll come back with more of your text messages and this day in Oilers history. It's Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from the Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 48 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you. Thanks for tuning in to the Wednesday edition. Tomorrow we're going to look at the Oil Kings. We'll have General Manager Kurt Hill in studio for a whole hour and uh, we'll delve into what was a surprisingly successful season last year and and some of the pieces that they've got in place to make sure that that is more likely to repeat than not. Uh, let's go back to the Heartland Ford text line here because I was asking you about your favorite athlete and why. Kyle has texted in out of Edmonton to say Brooks Kepka. The guy mashes the driver a mile, changing the look of modern golfers, shows up at the biggest tournaments and has that intimidation factor. Also not afraid to voice his opinion. Well, yeah, the number one golfer in the world right now, Brooks Kepka. No argument from me on that one. I love watching Brooks play. And it's it's funny the swagger that he brings to the golf course. He, he makes it worth watching. It's not a boring sport when Brooks is out there. And he keeps putting him in the news by voicing his opinion, as Kyle mentioned there. Uh, how about this one? Uh, Barry Sanders for me. He did his job. No celebration. Handed the ball to the officials. Still cheering for the Detroit Lions. That's awesome. Barry Sanders, uh, absolutely legendary in the game of football and the NFL side of things. And he's somebody who didn't gloat. Somebody who didn't need to show you up. He let his game do the talking. Mike Tyson says another texture here in Edmonton just because of his sheer dominance. When I found out that Mike Tyson didn't really train, he just kind of showed up and beat the snot out of people. That changed it for me. Because being a younger generation, I know him as sort of the whack ball. Mike Tyson, face tattoos, tigers, starring in movies, the whole rest of it. But as far as a boxer goes, I guess through the the mid to late 80s there and through the 90s, uh, yeah, fearsome. I wouldn't want to be in the ring with him. Interesting one here. Brian in Edmonton has said, uh, Bill the Spaceman Lee, although mostly famous for telling the media he put a particular substance on his Wheaties, after he retired, he made regular trips to Cuba with loads of baseball equipment. He and his pals would pile into a van and head into the community to find kids playing ball with sticks and rocks. He would give them the balls, the gloves, the bats, play a few innings with them. Great guy. Uh, That's, again, from Brian in Edmonton. You would be surprised on how many street corners in Cuba. I had the pleasure of going there back in 2012. They they are doing exactly that, playing baseball with sticks, whatever they could find to use as a ball. So, Bill the Spaceman Lee. Did he not have that nickname because he was, he was kind of out there? He was kind of a weird dude as well. Texture in Edmonton says Lee Fogelin. Class act off the ice as well. I had the pleasure of working game nights when he played. And then uh, this one from a texter in England. 
or is it a texture in Edmonton who's referencing this in England? But we've all had a pool cue in our hands, they say. Cliff from Toronto set the high standard in Canada and to this day is a force in world snooker, winning the 2018 World Senior Championship. That, that is unique. Your favorite athlete is a pool star? Is it blasphemous to consider snooker and pool the same thing? I know one's a derivative of the other, but <laughs> that's an interesting one. I had a hard time with this. I'm thinking, who who is my favorite athlete? That's a really tough one to decipher right now. I kind of, as far as all-timers go, the jury's still out for me. There's nobody that's really captivated me. Watching Connor McDavid on the ice is probably as close as I'm going to get to having a favorite athlete, but that's a low-hanging fruit. That's too easy. Roger Federer says a texter out of Edmonton. A genius on the court, professional, classy, 20 Grand Slam championships, philanthropist with his own foundation, pure class all the way around. So nice to read some text messages here with people putting a lot of thought into not just what the athlete's doing in the ring, on the ice, on the turf, on the gridiron, whatever. It You're factoring in what they do in the community, who they are in the media, what they are off off of the stage, I guess would be the best way to put that. Hey, Royal Pizza is celebrating 50 years in Edmonton, and they're still making it great. On now, through October, Royal Pizza is offering the Combo Special, which is your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for $50. And you can pick that up at any one of their 14 Edmonton location. Somebody has just texted in here at 6.30, 6.30, saying, how about Randy Furby? LOL. Didn't look like an athlete, but one hell of a curler. He's a local here, right? Text me at 6.30, 6.30. Confirm that. Uh, Dave Semenko, fierce, funny, and an absolute beast. One of the best. Tom Wilkinson, because nobody could duck out of an on-rushing blitz like Wilkie. Cheers from Dudley. How about Jordan Tutu? An inspiration and a good role model for all Aboriginal people across Canada. He was up in the press box at an Oilers game last season and hearing him talk to the media, and, and he's so open with his his struggles with, um, you know, obviously losing his brother in the early stages of his career, and then I believe he was battling addiction uh, through uh, part of his playing career as well, but an undersized guy who could really chuck him, man. One of the more modern incarnations of an enforcer and somebody that I got to watch growing up. So uh, interesting there. Brett, the hitman heart has been mentioned a couple times because wrestlers are athletes too. He always represents Canada well. And uh, one with dignity did Brett, the hitman heart, the Albertan. All right, we're 154 in Edmonton. Uh, I do want to go to this day in Oilers history. Bit of a sad one. Last year, Oilers amateur scout Frank J passed away. He spent two seasons in the Oilers organization, but did accumulate more than 40 years as an amateur hockey scout. He was 67 when he passed last year. Reed Wilkins tonight has inside sports from 6 to 8 p.m. That one looks like a fluid show right now. Tomorrow, as mentioned, we're going to Oil King or Edmonton Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill. We'll get an hour with him. We're going to talk about Dylan Gunther. We're going to talk about Jake Neighbors, who we just saw represent Canada at the Holenka Gretzky Cup. What does their goaltending situation look like moving forward? We'll uh, we'll find out right from the man who orchestrated last season's success from the top, Kurt Hill. 
Paul Reinfeldt from Horse Racing Alberta will also check in to tee up the 90th running of the Canadian Derby. We're making history at the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino this Sunday as the Canadian Derby makes its debut there. We'll have all the information, uh, just what the day is going to look like and then also what horses uh, might be favoured in that running as well. Always appreciate the contributions on the text line. Happy to interact with you. We'll do things all over again tomorrow. It is Brendan Escott uh, signing off here from the 630 Chet Studios. Up next, we've got a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Chaudouin, followed by the 630 Jet afternoon news with guest host Morgan Black, Brad Whisker. Happy to have you alongside me. We're closing out our time together. Catch up with you tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.